Hey, everybody. Welcome to Star Chat. Today, we are going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about downloads that we've been receiving about visitation. Uh, we're going to receive some information this evening that I'm going to share with all of you about visitors who are coming down and a large fleet that has landed in the northern and southeastern United States. Also, we have Lowell on for the duration, I hope. And right now, uh, Robin Rice is in her wonderful space making a cheese quesadilla for all of us. Robin, are you there? <laughs> Sorry, how's that quesadilla? Did you get some uh, salsa with it? I didn't. I didn't take the time for salsa. I got to have at least salsa or salt. Give me some salt. Um, so I know that you're busy because you're going to be checking out uh, a communication from a friend of ours. So you're going to sign on to that. And I, uh, I want you to have a wonderful visit with her. Tell her I said hi, by the way. But, uh, I mean, I can always do that myself, but I'm going to be busy for the next hour at least. So, um, is that no a secret? Names. Who this is? Why no naming name names? names. No naming names. I think that what Don't we, we want to send do... positive energy in someone's direction. No, everything's cool. Uh, yeah, you okay. can always send out positive energy. Um, a friend of ours is, is taking a break, which is really great. And, uh, when about seven weeks ago, I was visiting five or six different sites and listening to people that I love. And and then you and I had that conversation about staying in our own lane. And it was really funny because, you know, a friend of mine who is a geomancer, uh, he was talking about 15 other subjects with authority besides geomancing. And so I just sort of sent him an email saying, hey, I can't handle this. I, I don't know what you're talking about anymore. When you get back to, you know, geomancing, give me a shout. And then I had this other friend who was receiving downloads from uh, Cygnus and starting to really get some clarity about the, the people from Cygnus and the people from Arcturus who are working together to help humankind. Uh, and, and believe it or not, Arcturans have a very keen interest right now in earth in our medical technology and Arcturans are very good healers and they also have very good technical medical healing apparatuses. And um, so what, what he was then talking about 15 other subjects. And so I couldn't follow him. So I sent him an email saying, Hey, here's what's going on. We are being told to be very, very clear about what we know and to stay in our own path. And then, you know, completely naturally, Lowell, you brought that up about staying in your own lane because, you know, you didn't even have to tell me you received the same message and then Robin received the same message. And so it was nice. And I think that there's some ambassadors right now that are really having a hard time that are swimming around trying to stay focused. And, and we've managed to get the message really clearly. So I'm going to reach out to the ambassadors in Tribe tonight. And I'm going to ask them to reel it in a little bit and let's go inside. Let's go into ourselves, into our deep love, into our mother love, our mother spirit, uh, into our divine feminine, into our divine masculine and look at ourselves for some truth and and just take a deep breath and go inside and, and love yourself and to find a calm place. And then you can have a conversation with yourself about what it is that you want to provide. 
And it'll be nice too, because it'll be an opportunity for some of the ambassadors that talk a lot over here and talk a lot over there uh, can just look at you now with very clear vision and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. People ask me, who are you? Occasionally. Most folks go, what do you do? So when I meet new friends that I know are on the path of tribe, I always say, who are you? And then they got to tell me who they are. Um, on your last podcast, it was nice because Chandra was talking about asking permission to hug. And if you wanted to have connection with somebody, it's a really nice thing when somebody asks for a hug because you don't always have that energy that you want to give away. And sometimes you're not prepared or you're a little guarded or maybe you've been under attack from dark forces. And so you have a different type of energy up. And if someone just walks up and hugs you, that can really interfere with your biorhythms and your bioelectricity and the energy that you're putting out there. Or you could be healing yourself, or you could be expressing a dark entity and, and changing and getting rid of your old self. And so having someone come up and grab you and squeeze you is not the best thing. So I, I really respect it when you're in a group of people and someone says, hey, may I hug you? Because they want to express love. I mean, that's the only real, real reason you want to hug somebody is to ch cherish them and so, show some support. I really like that idea. And... If we could only do that when we talk to each other, you know, because I don't care what you do, man, you could pump gas for a living. You're still going to be a, a beautiful human being and a wonderful soul. I don't make those differential, the differential there about people's, you know, what you do for an income. It has nothing to do with who you are. So when I meet tribe, I go, hey, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh, you're David, or oh, you're Bob, or oh, you're Paula. You know, who are you? And tell me who you are, right? And then you're really lucky if somebody goes, oh, I'm this beautiful spirit who loves all life, and I'm this beautiful spirit who loves the universe and stars and pools of water full of fish and hiking in the mountains, and I love talking to angelic spirits, and so I really... I'm somebody who talks to angels and who loves Mother Earth. Most of the time, what you get is, oh, well, my name's Bob, and I, I work for, you know, this corporation as an accountant. And No, no, no. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So it's really a question I think that ambassadors should be asking more of the people around us is, who are you? rather than allowing people to get away with identifying themselves by what they do. Tonight, I wanted to take a look inward, take a look inward at ourselves, make sure that we're on the path that we're supposed to be. I know that a lot of ambassadors who didn't receive the message when we did seven weeks ago are feeling it right now. And so they're making changes a little bit more rapidly. And so outwardly, the amount of time we spend healing or the amount of time we spend communicating with the public is going to change a little bit because now we're faced with some new obligations. And one of those obligations is not just to help others, but it's to look inward to make sure that we're still steadfast 
still solid like a rock, but flexible like the wind, so that we can be here and be absolutely sure about what we're doing. And I don't want to take over your podcast, but I want to take over your podcast for a moment and tell you why this is so synchronous. And you actually started this last week. So I just want to say, say this briefly because I really want to hear from Robin. If you remember, um, when we started to understand that we had other listeners in the podcast, um, we concluded that everybody is looking for the truth somewhere. And so we knew that there was going to be a lot of people that aren't this level of aware yet. And so we're going to have to just kind of deal with them a little bit at a time um, to bring them along to see um, if they're ready for what they're about to hear. And when you mention meditation was where they really needed to begin, that triggered me. So here we go back to that. When you talked about the fundamental things that we need to do and get right with yourself, the, the, the way for me, at least, and I've seen in others, the way that that is successfully done, where you connect with yourself so you can connect to everything else you're connected to, was through my, me my mechanism was meditation. So over the last week, I've been fighting for years now the thought that there was a one, two, three, four, you know, step method to this awakening level. And I kept fighting it until this week. And so what Spirit was telling me is that, well, never mind, I'm on a project here that I'm going to keep under wraps for another week. Um, and uh, some of the tribe knows enough about the details, but there's something really special about this. And so even in over the last week while I've been here, I've been modeling out how do you present this? How do you present this? And what do you present first in meditation and getting people to that quiet spot where you can communicate and connect is the absolute first thing you need to do. So can you see the synchronicity in all of this right now? So when Dave speaks from you know his level of authority, um, I, it's just it's time for people to get it. So we've been quiet long enough, gang, and maybe there is a way that in order to break through these poor 3D heads that we have to design a one, two, three method for at least them to get the fundamentals. So that's what we're going to do. Robin, I'd love to hear from you. I, I love the concept of the one, two, three method of, of, um, of meditation and communion with, with self, the inner self. Um, for myself, um, in the past few months, um, probably been before summer, I've, I've found myself, my journey, um, with self, with spirit of all that I am stepped beyond that. And, and I, and I say it in this manner of, um, I become in a fashion of walking with the divine spirit of all that I am in all moments. And I, and I find as though as, um, 
I am in communion with um, the divine essence of all that I am at all moments of all breath that I am and every, 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 um, every, every moment of, of, of every day. Um, yes. in in meditation, when I sit down in the morning, there is one, two, three steps, four, five, six, seven, eight steps that I do to, to, um, collaborate with the divine essence of all that I am. But I am always in communion with the essence of I, all that I am. Um, and when we get to that part of ourselves, when we get to, to that part of our journey that we can breathe in our divine essence um, at every moment, we can step beyond the formalities of um, needing to have um, just that, the formalities of that. You mm -hmm. know, we don't we we can enjoy the formalities of that, but just being able to quiet ourselves within ourselves. And breathing mm -hmm. in all that we are, um, right. just I, you're talking at a level <laughs> that um, we're trying to help people understand mental stuffs, and you are speaking from way oh. deep into where that is. It, definitely, you speak from experience, um, but when you get out there that far, you're starting to lose your audience, the ones that we're trying to communicate with now. That uh, I'm not saying that the tribe that's showing up now is not, doesn't have a meditative process. Really, I believe that they all do. You don't get to this level of awareness without having some connection with yourself and your intuition. Um, what we're drafting now is for the crowd that's coming. Right. Like these intelligence officers that don't know shit from Shinola, but are looking for somebody that can help them. So we've got to come up with some rudimentary tools that put it in language. Like Dave said from the very first, you know, we ever talked about anything is it had to be in language that people understood and not in language that we've grown to understand. I, I, I hear what you're saying. But as in the guidance of the angelics and the Elohim that move through me um, are asking us to move past the words of the man and move into the angelic light codes that move through us into the essence of all that we are and allow the codes of light and love to guide us into the all that is. Right. Let the let absolutely. Boy, Robin, you nailed that one. Let the light and the codes do the work for you before you let them go forward and you walk within that light, you see. So only we only need to respond 
when we're called upon from this terrestrial system in this dimension. Otherwise, just walk within that light and beautifully said. When we when we allow the the essence of all that we are in the lovingness of all that we are and breathe through this, breathe, breathe, breathe through us into the lovingness of who we are and allow the the language of the man to be be dismantled into the light codes of who we are, then we can accept the lovingness into the hearts of the pureness of our essence into the to the reality of the trueness of the lovingness into the light codes of our divinity from within absolutely there oh my god i wish you know, i had a stopwatch on that answer. no it's like she's she said it okay so there's nothing else to say guys she so let's just look, in here. she's in a flow and that's what i appreciate <laughs> i said always that i appreciate Damn. when someone is authentic and what is genuine comes out. That's why when Robin shows up, man, it just it's it's delightful for me to watch somebody flow that way. That's my perspective. Uh, Robin said everything that I'm unable to because what she was really alluding to for me was to break down the language of the man and and allow that um, natural, beautiful mother earth voice and the, the voice of source to come through and boy can we use a big mother right now I, I love our mother earth and and we're blessed by her spirit because it's a gentle powerful force that guides us and you know i i don't pretend to have uh all the answers we know that uh but robin when you uh, when you came on, it was just after she and I had finished a conversation before we started tonight's podcast, and I was trying to touch bases with her for the last three weeks. We've been really busy, and there's something going on right now. There's been a big landing. I sent a text message to Lowell on uh, last Saturday and Sunday was the Torrid's meteor shower. And he had a good viewpoint from Arizona to watch that. Uh, people in Colorado were treated to a spectacular display. In this huge meteorite shower, there was a mass landing of about 160 ships from the Taurus area. They're not Taurids. They're not just from Aldebaran, but they're from the Planetary Alliance and the Galactic Council of Scientists. They've come down. There's been a large landing on Earth. And they're in their bases, and they're also working and walking amongst us. You can't tell because they have a very powerful hologram generator, but they're walking around in cities with us right now, getting the feel for things because they know the great change is upon us. And they're feeling members of cities, members of towns, members of villages, and how human beings are able to either receive the message and translate it into their lives as a positive force, or if these people are not receiving the message at all. So right now, don't be surprised uh, to everyone in tribe right now. Listen carefully. Don't be surprised if a stranger walks up to you with a big smile on his face because you're not going to know this person, but they're going to know you. And it's going to be a friendly entity from the Aldebaran or the Taurus cloud. And there's hundreds and hundreds of them right now walking around in cities all over America. <laughs> 
having a having a clear look at what we're thinking and what we're doing because there's a big change coming and and I know that sometime in the springtime Lowell and I will be talking about what's going on and some of the people that we know that run sites that have been running successful sites for many years have been alluding to this change as well uh the only thing that Lowell and I can tell you guys is that everything will be okay and to remember to align yourself with the right soul and align yourself with the voice of creator, the voice of creation, align yourself with and love all the animals and kind to one another. And that will be your greatest form of protection. But we don't need to talk about protection from anything right now. What I do also want to mention is that I've been receiving lots of information about what I'm supposed to be doing over the next couple of months. And I've asked them uh, to slow down a little bit because when they start communicating with you as much as they do with me, they get very excited and they like to share lots of their information with me. And I can tell you right now, I've sat down here in my study and I've listened to three, four or five or six of them speaking to me at once. And it's a it's what I would call a cacophony of different personalities from above. And I had to tell all of them to tone it down a little bit. So for me, Thanksgiving and Christmas is when I generate most of my revenue. And I'll, I'll be making lots of pies at my pie shop. And they have um, very happily packed up their little bags and their files and their information downloads that they want to hand to me right now. And they said, good, when are you going to be free? And I said, around the 3rd of January. And uh, then they're going to start talking to me again. But I've asked them to slow down a little bit. And it's really great. Now, some time ago, I think you guys are going to remember that when I told you, when they first came into my room and they took me to go see Kim Jim in that blue tint on the sand, it was within that period of time that I asked them to respect my mind. And even though my mind functioned a lot more slowly than theirs, and even though my mind was a lot more primitive, it was all I had. And so I told them that it was my sacred space and that any time I wanted to slow things down or stop things or terminate things, all I had to do was to let them know that they were no longer welcome or that they needed to take a break. And it was really good that I thought of that because now when I think to them, hey guys, you need to slow down a little bit. I'm over overwhelmed or hey guys, that's enough information for now. Don't talk to me until next year. And so when they find a human being that can hear them, oh man, they're like, and it can't stop talking because they just want to tell you everything. And they get really excited. So I've actually asked them to slow down a little bit, but I can ask them any question I want. And so one of the things that I asked them was that if it was all right, if I described to Tribe through one of the podcast series, if it was okay for me to tell them about the Saturn plans and the solar flash, the micronova that's coming up. And I asked them if it was okay for me to talk about what they're doing. And they said, yes, 
You can talk about any of the stuff because David, we've told you what the program is. And I said, is there any information you've given me that can be used against you by evil forces here on earth? And he said, David, don't worry. He said, your space force and the rest of the world governments are such a mess. He said, we're not threatened by them at all. And he says, you go ahead and say whatever you like, because we're going to be intervening with your species development a lot faster than they can believe. And they're not going to be able to do anything for many, many years from now. And by the time they get up into outer space, they're going to know who the boss is. And it's not going to be you. <laughs> so I said, that's great. I said, um, in the sense that the boss, meaning you're going to be in charge, they said, well, David, put it to you this way. You're not going to be able to go to Mars. We're not going to let you go to Mars, period. You're not going. And I said, well, why? And this is Toth talking to me. And he said, because not only have you not figured out the treasure and the beauty of your own planet, right? But now you're polluting all this crap around your planet in a low Earth orbit and, and short outer space outside of your planet. And if you think we're going to allow human trash one Earth distance from the moon, you're mistaken. So for right now, go ahead and tell Elon that no matter how many ships he builds, however big they are and however much money the Earth funds throw against him, you're not going. We're not the owners. You don't have bases there now. He said, you guys have got some growing up to do. So you could tell him that. And then on that, you may also tell them about the Saturn plan. And so feel free to talk about it because we're going to be there for you when things get scary. He said, we've got your back. And he says, everybody that loves us, well, we love you. And don't worry, we've got your back. So you can tell them about the Saturn plan, but also tell them that you're not going to Mars and we're not going to let you there. So I thought that was really good news because there is a huge amount of information that I have regarding what the Galactic Council of Scientists and the Taurus Cloud is doing, what they're doing to help humankind and all the animals. But mostly, guys, I'm sorry to say, it's mostly for the Earth and the animals because we don't necessarily need to keep our corporeal fourth, third dimensional self for the big, the big change that's coming. We're moving to a higher dimension. So this could be a crystalline body that you move into, a crystalline soul. This could be all sorts of different transmutations of what you think life is. It's going to be better, but it's not going to be this sort of mushy meat bag avatar that you're in now. It's not going to be your carbon-based 80 to 100-year life form that Bold mentions occasionally. We do this 80-year, 100-year, then we move on. Uh, so they said they've got our backs, and over the next couple of I guess the next four or five weeks, we'll be talking about the Saturn plan. And basically the Saturn plan are a coalition of gigantic ships that have built a huge platform on the backside of Saturn. And it's really beautiful. I mean, it's huge. I mean, I've been shown a couple of mental images of what it looks like from a thousand miles away from it. It's a super massive uh, it looks like a connect platform. It looks like it's made out of like I-beams and they're all white, but they built this huge, 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 huge station that's in a geosynchronous orbit on the backside of Saturn and ships from all over the galaxy are landing there. 
One of the types of ships are the arcs. And we've spoken about arcs in the past when these massive trapezoidal ships come down right over the ocean and they'll lift up two or three or four whole square miles of ocean, which takes all the plankton, all the coral, all the seaweed, all the cetaceans, all the fish, whatever's in that water. And it's like a, a miniature earth biome. And they can take that and put it into a saltwater area and it will bloom and replicate. And they're going around the earth and they have been for the last 15 or 20 years. And they've been picking up huge swaths of forest, huge bits of the mountains with rocks because all these beautiful biological habitats that look like all of a sudden they've been removed. I mean, there's things on Google earth that are obfuscated now, but there was a few people looking and there's like these big clear patches. that would be like, two, three, four square miles that it looks like it was just a perfect cube was removed from the forest and taken away. It's because they're protecting all the animals, they're protecting all the mushrooms, they're protecting all the creatures, and they're putting them onto arcs. And that's part of the, the Saturn platform project is to make sure that they can restabilize the ecology of this planet just in case the three-dimensional retarded monkeys with the nuclear bombs go bananas. They don't think it's going to happen. They told me they would keep it from happening and that we don't have to worry about it. But, you know, better safe than sorry. So bully for them. One of the things that the Saturn program can do is they bring in these giant ships that have come in from Aldbron, all these huge ships that come from Andromeda, and a couple from the Sombrero Galaxy, and they're massive. These ships are the size of the United States. They're the size of the continent of Africa. They're super massive. And what they can do with them is that they can latch on to planets and actually move them away from the stellar body that they're connected to through electromagnetism. Now, I mentioned this a few weeks back, and I said, I know this is hard for folks to think about. But there are species with the kind of technology that can come and remove your home world and move it perhaps an astronomical unit away from one area of space and then return it. And a lot of things happen. Now, one of the things that they told me, and Lowell, in the near future, I want to talk about the Micronova with you. I want to talk about some of the astrophysics aspects of things that could be happening in space. They're all this great change. One of the things that happened is 24,000 years ago, Mars was between the Earth and the Sun when the last, well, two or three micronovas back went off. I guess it was two. And that's what blew the atmosphere off of Mars, right? Now, Wall Thornhill from the Thunderbirds, Thunderbolts project has been talking about for years and years, uh, everyone at Thunderbolts project has been talking about these fabulous torrid shapes these toroidal field magnetic marks they look like a little man standing with his hands like this and his legs like that and there's a dot or two dots in the middle or a dot above and a dot below and it looks like sort of like bicycle handlebars or bull's horns and then there's an obverse one so it looks like arms and feet and they're found in petroglyphs all over the planet well those are reproductions made by primitive man with stone to show the toro electrical toroidal field that was visible between Earth and the Sun. 
and the amazing changes that our solar system is going to go through in this natural cycle. Remember, we've come into Aquarius. It's the start of the new astrological clock of, you know, 12,000 years. And so all of these little symbols and all these little signs. And, you know, and when I was in Shasta, I was talking about how ancient peoples could convey a hundred messages with just a spiral and a stone and how we've lost that ability to compress huge amounts of information into 200 simple uh, petroglyphs or lith uh, lithography, these the writing in stone. All of these changes are sequenced to occur in a way that protects life on Earth because the sun has to shed its carbon shell. This is a natural process. The Saturn platform has ships big enough to pull Venus in between the sun and Earth for this next micronova. And I've been told it implicitly that everything will be fine and that they're going to protect us. So no matter who you hear say, oh, doom and gloom. Well, yes, it's going to be very bad for the third dimensional people. But they're actually going to pull Venus in front of Earth. And just funny enough, the diameter and circumference of the sun is perfectly blocked by Venus when it's exactly in between Earth and the sun. So when the sun explodes, just the shell, remember, it's not a supernova, it's a micronova. When that goes off, Venus is going to be in between the Earth and the sun, and it will take big blast, the big part of this thing. So they said, don't worry. All of you will be protected because we love all of you. But that doesn't excuse you from staying in your own lane and doing your job as best you can as an ambassador. Because you have to make it happen here on Earth. We'll do the rest. So it's just such a, a miracle message because, like I said, they don't do wipeouts anymore. They won't allow us to wipe ourselves out. But they're going to step in right at the right time to protect all the animals and the trees. Now, after Venus moves away, the sun will still be quite active. There will still be a lot of material that comes down to Earth. But it won't be as bad as we initially thought because Venus is going to be placed in between the sun and the Earth. And it's going to take the brunt of the blast. And this is something that is new. This is very hopeful information. I don't believe in telling people to go buy a bunch of generators and live in a cave. I don't believe that. I believe in what I've been told, which is that thoughts are things and that we will manifest a new world by the thoughts that we keep. And if you want to see change and we'll get everybody to think the same thing because the power of the human mind is the most powerful thing of all. And how do we know this? Because we're oftentimes given confirmation from God god is inside of us we see things as a result of the love and the hard work that we put into things we see their fruition and the result it's just like being in love and having children and those children growing up and being loving giving people that's a direct confirmation of the love of god the love of the divine creator and the love of the source so everything will be fine i don't believe in doom and gloom I believe that we have the power with our minds to control the destiny of our planet and to 
fly forever freely through space on an observational tour of uh, our galaxy. It's just a beautiful thing. There's no gloom and doom coming from my sources. There are rescue missions prepared. There are massive ships prepared. They know it's coming, and they know that a bunch of us know it's coming too. And they're going to help us with the whole process. So those of us who have not ascended will still survive on the old earth. Those of us that have ascended will survive the cataclysm to go forward to the new earth. It's part of this everlasting process of renewal. And there's a million trillion earths behind us. And there's a million trillion earths ahead of us that have all gone forward. And so we're in this beautiful, beautiful process of rebirth, renewal, and continuation of life. So it's such a beautiful, powerful thing. So I enjoy listening to Robin because Robin knows. Walk in the path of light. Deconstruct the language. Don't control it. This is what I'm saying. Do not control the event. Go with it. But walk in that light. Robin, am I wrong? Or have you uh, decided to cook another cheese quesadilla and disappear? I think she had to bail. She bailed. There you go. Yeah, I so just see what do you think? Is that does that harmonize with you a little bit, Lil? <laughs> You're singing to the choir. These are all the things that we're now that we've come to terms with it, we realize that the work that we've been told we we're about to do is about to begin. So now how do we find ways to put in terms others can understand when everybody's different um, so that they can understand the things that we do? Um, there's a lot to it. You, in just your last little, little um, diatribe there, dude, there was a lot of things that you had to really comprehend in order for all that to make sense. And it took me a long time to get there. And I'm on an accelerated path. All the more reason why I think people like you and I have been chosen to package this stuff away for a while until you get it. So that later on when the others do, you'll find a better way to unpack it for them and put it in terms that's a little more 3D. Uh, but man, I just, part of me <laughs> is... Part of me always sees the world in two different ways now. I see the higher dimensional perspective of things, which always makes sense and reminds me I'm connected to everybody else. And that what I see in others is a reflection of myself. And, you know, I get all of that. And then, you know, I see the 3D, you know, reflex part of me that still is playing duality games. And, you know, I intrinsically choose a, a, a label which has a good and a bad part. So the good news in the scheme of things is we're about to go quickly because everything is evolving. Like you said, we're done with duality lessons. That, that ship sailed. We don't have to play that shit anymore. We've learned all three dimensional lessons. We have to learn. It's time for us to move along if we're smart because earth is in a natural evolution of her own. She's going the decision that we're trying to make right now, because it's happening within my lifetime, am I going with her or not? And the only way to determine that is by your vibration. Either it matches or it doesn't. Right. End of line. Right. 
Yep. Enough said. You nailed it. And absolutely. I, there's no mumbo jumbo here. But 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 mm-hmm. even in my diatribe or whatever I pull from my sources from Taurus, it's okay. I'm telling you guys, everything's gonna be fine. And if if you want to repeat what Dave Wallace said about this platform on the backside of Saturn, you're gonna get some people going, yeah, whatever. But you're also going to get some people to go, yeah, I know there's a platter. Uh, uh, Saturn has a platform on the backside of it. And, yep, there are arc ships. And, yep, they're going to help us. So it's okay. In this instance, I offer myself up to be used as the big banana. And if anybody wants to point fingers, you go ahead and point them at me, guys, because, you know, I'm not bothered by any of it. I, I don't make any money or drive an income off of this. But I'm telling you, from my experience as a star child, going back to my star family, being removed from the planet, meeting my friends, and then coming back down with a message which is completely the opposite of what I've done for the first 40 years of my life, I'm not lying. And so everything is going to be fine. And yes, Lowell, you have one foot planted firmly on the ground. And I think, you know, for a guy with as many projects as you, I think that's really valid. One of the reasons I wouldn't run for the United States as it's not that anybody would vote for me, is that, you know, who the hell wants a guy who spent a lot of time speaking with species from other worlds? You know, I I guess I there was a point in my life when I was tired of speaking to mankind about his decision-making processes because I would just become angry. And so now I don't have a problem speaking to mankind about their decision-making processes because I no longer get angry about anything. A little disappointed, but as a father, and I think I, I think of myself as a father to a lot of people who are trying to wake up and to follow that path of righteousness that doesn't have anything to do with the church. It's the path that was ordained by Gaia. It's the path that is ordained by Father Time. These are the, the most deepest altruistic truths that any of us can live. And so your truth is my truth, brother. And so, yes, absolutely. Be ready for a great change, everybody. There's a great change coming. And my great change, which is connected to my worldview, is my worldview. And it's full of joy and hope for all of humankind. My worldview is full of joy and charity for all of humankind, that all animals and humans get along, that all humans get along. And for all of us that are going to hold hands and move into the next dimension, absolutely, I want to be there at the front of it with all of you guys because I love sports and I love our Mother Earth. I love America and I love life. This is such a wonderful dimension to be part of with all the gifts that are around us. So don't succumb to the woe. Look to the beautiful things that are growing all around us and nurture those things so that they remain in charge of the reality of this reality. Absolutely. Lowell, you're doing a great job as an ambassador. You're working on your project, but yeah, you still got one foot on the ground. For me, the duality exists only in the sense of I can remember my other self. I remember my other self. And I almost think it's like reading a book, like, oh yeah, I read that book and I put it on the shelf and, I'm not going to read it again, you know, because that's not me anymore. I think that, you know, if somebody wants to email us or text us, if they have a question about what's going on, they should. And we have a, a vast, vast pool of information, references, and knowledge 
that we're trying to share with everybody. And it isn't just about Beyond Earth sentience. It's not just about Lemuria. This is about Lowell and I trying our best to do a job as an ambassador to prepare people intellectually and emotionally for a great change that's coming. And when it comes, don't act surprised and get angry. When this thing hits, you're going to know it and you're going to go with the flow or you're not. We're just trying to get everybody into a place where they can be constantly happy, be healthy emotionally, be loving and supporting of themselves. Be loving and supporting of yourself. Love yourself. That way, no matter what happens, everything will be okay because we're going to move forward into the new world. And quite honestly, after looking at Lemuria and looking at some of the places I've seen on the way to Broccoli or on the way back, seems to me that the new earth is going to be kind of like that. It's going to be a really, really pretty place full of amazing stuff, amazing structures and gigantic trees and gigantic buildings made out of crystal. We're looking at such a beautiful place that we're going to. And this isn't some sort of fantasy. This is like, oh my goodness, I've been shown this vision. I need to tell everybody everything's going to be fine. It's like, I got to look at heaven and this is where we're going. It's good. Just keep your heart full of love. We're all going to be there together. And it's a beautiful feeling. There's no no death. There's no pain and there's no suffering. And it's a place where we all have a common understanding of respect and unity based on the value of loving and cherishing all life. We become life force. We become light. You know, when you began the podcast, <clears throat> the theme sovereignty, which is planted permanently in my brain and if i could slap you all upside the head and have you grab one thing for yourself it's to you regain your sovereignty no one took it away from you you gave your power away when you allow people to make decisions on your behalf if you take back your sovereignty i will respect that as long as you respect mine and so when we have a world that functions from that perspective first, and that really then we begin to understand how we're all connected to one another and everybody that um, you know pitches, every effort is toward the group. Where um, Dave just talked about a book that he wrote. He read, he put it on the shelf, and he was done with it. My guides told me a long time ago, and I love telling this to others, that to stop quoting all the experts, all the books you've read, all the movies you've seen, and all the pedigrees that you think you got from somewhere else to focus on whatever that special gift that you have is to master. Because that's what we're all counting on. You have something to master that none of the rest of us have. And we're eager to see what that is respect that we respect your sovereignty enough to just cheer you on to whatever that is and get everything else out of your way just huh. like you respect that for me and we respect it for dave everybody is done learning what they were supposed to learn from someone else 
I'm not saying you didn't get relevant information from the books you read and the movies you read, but you're done with that. No, right. you're a master. Embrace right. it. Right. Lean yes. into it. Let's, we're here to help you figure out whatever it is because it's relevant to where we're going in the new world. Yeah, fuck yes, man. You needed to say it. I'm so glad somebody said that. You know, it really needed to be said. There's no more bullshit, you know? No. This is why we were talking about staying in your own lane. And there's no pedigrees or credentials being whipped out. You know, we've all had life experiences, bully for us, right? But we're all there. You know, we're all there. So you just have to sort of like hang out now and be cool. You know, it's almost like... I laugh at all of the certifications I chased in my life um, because it's what you did. It was the next yeah. pedigree that you had. And yeah. looking back on it, I want to understand what gave that body the authority to certify my abilities in these areas. It, yes. it never made any sense. So, no, you know, you yeah, can't it's... really beat that drum too loud because, you know, all of my friends on LinkedIn still live in that world um, and we just let them do that. They're not done learning their 3D lessons, and I'm not here to take that away from them. The same time that we're realizing all this is going on, all the changes here, we're still here to enjoy how beautiful Earth is. And there's a finite amount of time to enjoy her in her third dimension form. Do so quickly, as often as you can, because the clock is ticking. Hey, and you know, be be conscientious of working within the boundaries of Earth's needs in this dimension, though. I mean, this isn't a free-for-all. If you see something that you can help with, help, because it's all going to change. It's going to change for everybody. One of, the, one of the things I don't talk about, because it's like, you know, doom and gloom, one of the things that I, I like, occasionally I'll talk to Lowell about this, and it's this vision I have in the future when we're all living on Earth in harmony with everything, with all life. We can talk to trees again. We can all the little animals run up to us out of the forest. You know, the bears aren't going to attack us because they know we're their brothers. But, you know, if there's a carryover from this dimension, like, you know, the, the, the George Bush or the, the Dick Cheney mindset, all these people are, you know, they're Morlocks out of the time machine. And even if the, the sun goes pop and we have a micronova uh, in the next 10 years, hey, all of these guys are going to run underground hiding from it. But there's going to be so many changes on the planet that they're all going to get buried. All their exits are going to be broken and they're going to have to live underground for 150,000 years eating each other. If they ever get out, they're going to look just like the Morlocks. It'll be a real laugh because we'll be the native well, you know, peoples living on the, that we'll whole be the native peoples. My friend is the third dimensional world that they built this in. Right. I don't know that any of those preparations are relevant in the next freaking dimension we move into because I'm under the understanding everything that was man-made is now gone. Right. Right. They're not they're not relevant at all. And that's how they've translated the information. You see, they looked inward. They saw a big black pit. So their natural response was to go build, build big, deep tunnels to go hide. You know, that's uh. <laughs> so that's what that's what's going to happen to them. And so, you know, 
for all those McMansions in Kenny Bunkport and all those people that are going to go into the soft limestone cliffs of Vermont and Virginia with their 150 million tons of Kraft macaroni and cheese and jello gelatin. Good <laughs> luck, people, you know, because all that stuff is, woo, see ya. So, uh, but that's well. the way they've translated the message. That's the best. Oh, yeah. oh, there's a big change coming. Let's all go bury ourselves underground with, you know, MSG food. And then we'll be running out of everything. So we're, I guess we're going to have to eat our children. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. You don't want to be anywhere aligned with any of those people. That's how they've absorbed the message. And that's what they're going to do with themselves. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just naming it. You know, I see it as it is. And I'm going to say, on their behalf, they're doing the best they can with the information they've been given, but man, I, that's the best you can do. Really? Right? That's, you know, I, I just don't see George Bush Jr. sitting in a lotus position channeling messages from source. I think that, you know, the poor devil's probably got 15 black entities around him, you know, spewing bullshit into his ear with a big funnel and, you know, convincing him to, like, strip mine the local gold mine and go live underground in perpetuity. The whole thing is just obscene, but that's the way that that's the path they've chosen. And that's why we're yeah. children of the light. This is why we're going for They're, light and love. <laughs> they just entropy away because that density yeah. just, it doesn't, we're not in that vibration anymore. No. It doesn't match. It does it's No, and it's, it's funny too because, on, Lowell, honestly, I have, to make, <laughs> I have to make myself laugh about this shit because, you know, it's, it's really too bad for them, but I've already seen it. I, I I don't feel sorry for any of those folks, man. If if you raise your kid on Pepsi for 15 years and ding-dongs for breakfast, and then you wonder why your kid's using crack <laughs> and kicking indoors and oh. stuff, you know, it's your fault, folks. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, you're yeah. part of that other dimension. Go that way. And I, I see them all going that way because they're not coming with us. I'm sorry. You get to make the choices based on your own rhythm from your mind, your soul, and your heart. And you follow the right path, which I am not going to lie. The correct path is a path of love, kindness, hope, and charity, forgiveness, allowance, and respect. I respect you, Lowell, and I respect this community. That's why we're going to the right place together. And it's going to be with love. And it's going to be with our heads held high because we know that we're doing the right thing by being good, accepting the things that we cannot change and trying to make each day better. And, you know, that's the best we can do. So there's nothing to worry about. Right. Your turn. It's just who that's just who you are. I, I don't know. Anybody can start out to be this. Not in a 3D world. You came here as a, a scout. You came here as a spark of source to help it learn more about itself. Here are the lessons I signed up for, unique to me and unique to my path. And I'm going to learn the good and the bad stuff so I can understand the contrast of it.
No one had this lesson like me before. It'll be my contribution to the rest of you when it's over. And I got a list of these. Each incarnation, I've had other ones to learn just like you have and just like everybody else has. Uh, if we had the wherewithal to understand, to allow people to have those lessons so that they can actually make those contributions and learn all the shit that they need to learn so we can all benefit from it. But too often in the 3D world, we need to judge their things. Never sure. mind paying attention to your own flame, much less staying in your own lane. Um, I think that these ideas are why we're having these conversations so much more recently. So that when you reach out for help with metaphysical things that you don't understand, you know, I, I just, I, I'd say that to stay one level lower than saying the word spiritual to, you know, not disrupt everybody else. Because there is a metaphysical side to all of us that you need to get back in touch in. And when you do, um, your whole perspective of thing changes. Then you can put into perspective what we're doing playing in this third dimensional game. We play a role here to do exactly what I said we were doing. We came here to learn more about uh, source. We're here. We're sparks of source. We're that beautiful part of them that's trying to learn. And we chose to come here to learn three dimensional lessons. <laughs> We're here on the cusp, though, guys. We're here when Earth is sliding from three to four, where our physical forms change and our awareness changes and our DNA is reactivated and we're no longer this thing that wears out in you know, too short a time. And um, we don't lose our cognition between our um, nations. Wow, um, we we had to come a long way to assist Earth to get here, but at the same time, humanity was a different experiment, separate from what was going on with Earth. And really, in the end, I would have to say that we were not really great stewards. We well, didn't learn how that's... to really work with her. We didn't integrate with her. We wanted to date her up and change right. her and remodel her and. You know, the the realms that I'm aware of in inner earth, they don't do that. They don't cut down trees. They don't do that. They learn how to integrate with the environment that they're in. That's what I want to get back to. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and I would just like to add, because it's my prerogative, Here's what everybody can see for themselves. All right, everybody that's listening and watching this, can you just think of a couple of examples in the last week or two when you've been able to surmount a situation either physically or emotionally much more easily now than you were a year or two ago? Ask yourself why. If there's an opportunity for you to practice surmounting difficult emotional things, then take that opportunity and go about your business in a way that shows how beautifully calm you can be 
and how much common sense you can use in the front of all the skullduggery and all the ridiculous crap that's going on. So the school that all of us are in, use some of the lessons that we've picked up together over the last year talking and use those things, use those skills to met out a good adjudication, adjudication on the situation, meet it out. Use your good soul and your stern common sense and your soft but strong, gentle force to make sure that the right thinking and the right thing to say prevails. And I think that all of us are finding that it's becoming easier. And I know that we chose this life for all these lessons. But what happens to us when you hit the magic 50 or the magic 30? the magic 60 or 70. And then all of a sudden you realize, you realize, (laughs) gosh, there really isn't that much more to learn. I really have an opportunity to say and do the right thing with every moment of my life. You know, okay. I, I came in and I learned the things that I chose that I wanted to learn when I was reborn into this life. I've learned them. And it looks like I've got an extra 10, 15, 20 or 25 years. So that's where we're going to come back to. That's where we're going to see ourselves as ambassadors, as light workers, as healers, as people who are able to transcend the bullshit and be able to adjudicate and mesh out a good policy, a good program of love and compassion, and to help others see that. Stay in your lane because what you're going to see, everybody, is all these gurus. And all these prophets are going to start shutting down. And they're going to take a break. They're going to take a break because they know they need to retool and to calm down and to relocate and recenter themselves. So this is a really good opportunity to send all of those people powerful healing. And really, when you start to see some of the channelers settle down, when you start to see some of these shows that are on sort of disappear for a while, send them a prayer, help them find their way. And if they return, may they join their voice to ours as a collective voice for hope and kindness and charity. It's the only way to be. I love you guys. Let's have a peace out. And uh, I can't wait to talk next week because I know that in the comments section, there's going to be lots of questions about the Saturn platform (laughs) and what it's like and what, our role is to help them help us because this is something I'd like to talk about next week is what you can do to help our friends from other worlds, help us and help others. We're all ambassadors. We're all past ascension. So we need to speak in one voice. I'm here to support all of you and I've received lots of support from all of you. So next week should be a really interesting chat. Look forward to talking to you then. Lowell, you're my brother. Always a pleasure sitting and talking to you, brother. Wow. What oh, a great experience. Thanks. This was great. This I didn't yeah. expect this to be an exchange, but it was supposed to be this way. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've both both been getting so busy. So now it's time to reel it in, stay focused. Really, uh, uh, really excited to hear from you in a little while when you're ready to talk about this next big adventure that you're on 
and uh, one more week. Oh man, as long as those things fall into place, and you know, I won't hold you to it. Won't hold you to it. One more week's fine. It has to go into two or three weeks. No, I wouldn't say that if I wasn't going to be ready. Uh, It's been a week, uh, and you and I are kind of letting it. uh, You're always my test cushion. You know, Uh I bounce things off you to see how it's going to go, but. you're not fair because you see things exactly the way I do. So it's not right. like test. You know, it's not a test balloon. It's really fair. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'd rather be a pin cushion than a Petri dish. Okay. That's a good spot to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> let's finish there and everyone will have a giggle. And uh, All right. Bless yeah. up. Yeah. This has been the voice. This has been the voice of reason. From the Taurus Cloud, this is your host, David Wallace, finishing our podcast. And uh, hats off to Lowell Johnson for joining us. And always a pleasure to see Miss Rice. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon. God bless and be well.